and the cast. You love, you love, you love uh, Russell's. What's his name? Russell Sewell. What's his name? Ruf- Rufus. Rufus. Rufus Sewell. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question: Will you see it? Hello, Ted. It is episode 214, and Happy New Year! Woo! So, okay, let me ask you, though, okay. and then we'll get into beer. Please, tell me. At what point, like, how many weeks does it take until you stop wishing people a Happy New Year? Like, what's the... The cutoff. Yeah. What do you think? I I think, you know, you, you got a couple weeks... And it, and for me, it all has to do with the frequency at which you see people. That's exactly right. Yeah. Two weeks and then. Like, I've heard people wishing Happy New Year's into February because it's the first time they've seen you. Maybe. But then it's like, dude, get over it already. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, like, what's the statute of limitation? I'm not going to enforce this, but I like two weeks. Within the first two weeks, the first time you talk to that person, you, you say Happy New Year. And then. For me, it's always harder in bigger rooms, like bigger Zooms, rooms, <laughs> and conferences. Oh, well, if it's Zoom. Yeah, yeah. It's harder to be like, oh, if I haven't said, you know, Happy New Year to everybody. But but yeah, so I think the first two weeks, just get it, just be done with it. Like, I, you know, that's it. Right, right. And then it's like, you're so into, you're, you're so deep into the new oh, year yeah. after two weeks. Come on. January 14th, Dunzo, or 15th, or whatever. I don't know. You're looking at Martin Luther King's birthday, man. It's like New Year's over. Right. Cut. That, that's go. cut off. Then, then you said just happy Martin Luther King Remembrance Day. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so what beer do you have tonight? All right. So tonight I have So Wrong It's Ripe. Look at that. It's little. It'll... Oh, nice. Oh, you got like skeletons. Skeletons. And it's the great, great notion a good beer company. Let's see what 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 is this? It's only seven ABV. It's it's an oh, I wasted one. It's an <laughs> an, uh, an IPA <laughs> with honey. Oh, okay, okay. So let's see what this tastes like. Yeah. How about so, you? So while you're cracking that, I have an Avarado Street. Oh, nice. And wow, well, I need my glasses for this. And Weld Merkers Brewing, a collaboration. Okay. Uh, number eighteen. It's it's number eighteen. Thirteen and a half percent. Nice. And oh, uh, motor, motor oil. oil. Oh, look at that. I had motor oil. Yeah, you've had motor oil. But that oil. looks like a motor oil like. Uh, collab right you said it's a collab right it is a collab yeah it's Elvarado street that's out of la i think wow that top part of the can looks uh, fancy yeah the Elvarado street and like i said weldworks uh-huh. brewing weldworks yeah that my eyes are barely working here but weldworks is working but my eyes aren't <laughs> and uh, we'll let that head go down and i'll give you a tasting note at nice and a half I, I went in blind. I just said, I'm going <laughs> to grab one. Last time I was at Valley Brewers in Solving, I got about 10 different beers. I just went in. Random. Grabbed one and ran. And this is. Random. 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 You paid for them, though. You paid for them. Lucky to draw. 13.5%. You paid for them. You just didn't just gra- smash and grab. You didn't like go in there and grab them and run out and say, see you later. Say- <laughs> exactly. You know, you don't Sandy would you don't revoke my am. membership if that were the case. Yeah, she would revoke my uh, my backroom membership if if I smash and grab. She gives me a di- a ten percent discount nice. anyway. So yeah, a one a right. one finger discount, not a five finger discount. <laughs> <laughs> one finger. So this is interesting. So like a little tasting note, you know, like uh, you, okay. you get the IPAs, and you know, a lot of people say, oh, all, all IPAs, they kind of get that citrus forward uh, thing going on there. The honey is very um, appropriate. It, it it has a it has a citrus start. I don't even know how. What do you say? Citrus on the front end, and then the back mellows out into a sweetness that is is not not is uncharacteristic of an IPA. So it's a nice balance of you know the tartness on the front end, and then very sweet and smooth on the back end. Very interesting. Cool. Yeah, I like the way that sounds. How about you? The motor oil has uh, cinnamon. Uh, what do we have here? Vanilla beans and dulce de leche. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots going on here. Uh, let me get a taste. Come on, you, you, you're, you're, you're in these. 
the southern half of California. Shouldn't you say that like with more of a dulce de leche? <laughs> I don't know. How do you say that? Dulce de leche, isn't it? Yeah, dulce de leche. <laughs> I've been watching too many mobster interviews. I feel like I'm talking like a mobster. <laughs> <laughs> All these YouTube videos I've been watching with right, this right. guy. It, it, I talked about it the last underbelly. episode or yeah. la- last week, the soft white underbelly. Yeah. And I went down the rabbit hole, not to get to what we're watching, but I'll get a little bit, but went down the rabbit hole of all of his mobster hitman Mm -hmm. uh, interviews. Man, they're like incredible (laughs) stories. Like you can't write this, even though they try with like Goodfellas and the and the Lufthansa heist and all that kind of stuff. But these stories that these people talk about, they're they're awesome. I mean, they're so good. But yeah, anyway, so um, it's boozy. It's definitely boozy on the front end, and the dulce de leche doesn't uh, doesn't mellow it out at all. It does. Okay. Yeah, it makes it extremely creamy. But as you drink it, it's like those booze yeah. vapors gives you the like vapors. alcohol vapors. They kind of like they they waft <laughs> up your sinus, clear you out. But yeah, you get a little hint of the cinnamon, uh, a little hint of the vanilla. But it's like the cinnamon, vanilla, and then when you add in the oats and whatever barley's roasted malts and everything they have it like it melds together as a very kind of like um i hate to say a milk chocolate because i'm not a milk chocolate fan i like the the more cacao nibs okay but it's not as bitter as a as a cacao nib it's more okay softer chocolate like a milk chocolate it's very good and i think that's where the leche kind of comes in and brings in that milkiness so it's not as bitter so you're taking it down to like a 60 percent cacao or a 50% cacao maybe yeah like a semi-sweet maybe something like that it's 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 awesome man it's again very chocolatey but the cinnamon and the vanilla like smooths out and rounds out the back end as you're drinking it and it's not bitter I mean it's 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 more of a of a milk chocolate kind of a chocolate which I really haven't had a lot in a beer because they tend to have that bitter cacao nib flavor and so it's so it, it but it but it doesn't it doesn't mask nor does it need to mask the the alcohol level the alcohol content like we always say in beer it's balanced it's just as you're drinking it the like it's not like it's not like a bourbon where it burns as it goes down mm-hmm. but as you're drinking it it's like the vapors kind of rise up through your mm. sinus in a sense sinus. yeah it's a, it's an interesting sensation and an extremely Good beer. Awesome. Congrats. Happy New Year. Here's to a happy new year. How was your Christmas? How was the boys' Christmas? Oh, Christmas was awesome. Yeah, I got Mike. Well, both boys, but Mike especially loves Tetherball. Okay. So we got Tetherball and, you know, I went to with with the boys that went to Home Depot and I got the concrete and like the Sano tube, you know, to put the concrete in to, to set the thing. And Christmas morning comes along and Lo and behold, Mike unwraps uh, the Sano tube and, you know, the concrete tube and stuff. He's like, what? The? <laughs> this is my gift. Wait, wait. You didn't get an old tire and do it with an old tire and, and, a, and a fence. Uh, what is it? A chain link fence post? <laughs> no, th- I, got a, I got an official. I forget the company, but it's like an official tetherball set with the pole and spalding no it's not spalding it's it's (laughs) it's some other brand but i mean this thing it's like my wrists are killing me from banging this thing constantly (laughs) and like i I launched at him and mike's like right there bam he knocks it down and he hits it back at me and i mean this kid is like I mean, he was just huffing and puffing, and he's trying to jump and chase it. I mean, he's totally into tetherball. He loves it. I didn't. Re- I loved my tetherball when I was growing up. We had the tire and the and the pole, but I didn't realize that. And only and only now thinking and saying and talking about it, it must have been kind of a sad sight because I was an only child, <laughs> and I just remember playing it with by myself so much. That's kind of what Mike does. He goes out there and like, I'm like, all right, I'll play with you, Mike. I go. I hit it for a while. My wrists start hurting. I'm like, I got to quit. And then he stays out there. And then Tim goes out, plays with him. Tim's done. And then Mike's still out there and he's playing by himself. (laughs) And then you try to get it to go over your head. You try to, you know, angle it just right so that it goes over your head each time it goes around. Yeah, you got to like hit it down. So like the other side, it goes up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh, so, terrible. yeah, you know, and then uh, barbecued a goose. 
Oh, that's right. How would how'd that go? Oh, it was amazing. And and with the carcass and stuff, I made a goose stew, a goose soup. And uh, but no, overall, Christmas was was wonderful. Um, Christmas Eve, we had friends over. Uh, Paul Pasternak was there. Oh, nice. So um, trailer junkie for life. Yeah. I haven't seen him in, you know, since school ended. And now he left my school and is now working at Santa Barbara High School. Oh, man, I just doxed him closer to the house. Yeah. Yeah. I just doxed him, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, he's going uh, to kick you off Twitter now. I know. I know. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm like tracking his plane. <laughs> I'm tracking his scooter, you know, as it goes along. But, uh, you know, what, wait, what, what did Musk call it? A suicide, uh, a suicide, like he's a suicide tracking or something. Cause the guy, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear the guy was tracking his, he's tracking his private plane and his private plane, yeah, but it's yeah. like a suicide track or something. I don't know. Not suicide, like, uh, uh, I don't know. It's a bot or something. He's yeah. worried about people. Yeah, it's like public information anyway, right. but whatever. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Paul was over with his wife and daughter, and she's getting big. And it was fun, too, because his wife's like, yeah, this is uh, Delilah's uh, new... Or, well, not new, but this is Delilah's tradition is coming to your house for Christmas because last year she was like six months old and uh-huh. now she's like a year and a half. Wow. It's like wow. her two Christmases <laughs> are with us. Guys, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm like, well, we can't end it now. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, gotta do it again next year. Traditions are funny, man. Traditions are very, very funny. So. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then our Italian friend, she she's from Vicenza, Italy, but nice. she was here with her family. Uh, we had an awesome Italian spread. Um, I mean, it was great. It was great. Uh, that was Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day was great with the family. Quiet, uh-huh, you know, it was uh-huh. just us four. Uh, we did some games, and we watched some movies, and it was all around good time. So. Cool. Um, how about you guys? How was your Christmas? Well, we recorded early last week so that we could go see Santa Claus on Friday. We did. You're right. Um, and so we saw Santa. And where was Santa? We saw Santa uh, at the Grand Californian and outside, you know, right right next to Disney Disneyland. Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys went down there. <laughs> and we went to Disneyland. So it was kind of like this really strange <laughs> series, uh, series of events. Like she, Audrey still had uh water polo practice and it was game film and game she had to do like that till six o'clock on friday night before the holiday so it was kind of like oh my god really um so she did that well and audrey's at that age where santa's like hello little girl come and sit up <laughs> no 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 lab. santa stood up the minute that she started walking towards him so that everybody could just <laughs> say shake hands and and you know hug hug that nice shoulder to shoulder side hug right you, exactly, you, uh, exactly. You educators and and priests are taught how to hug young ladies <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. on the side on not the all side. priests but you know most <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so six o'clock trying to get from Burbank to Anaheim is, is a, is a, is a slog. So it took like, Oh dude, I couldn't imagine two. It, looked like, it took like two hours to get down there. So we got down there around eight o'clock at yeah. night. Uh, and I, wow. we, and we had to like sign up for tickets for Disneyland cause we were going to go in. But the tickets we were using were going to expire that day. So it wasn't like it was like, wait, so you went to Disneyland. You got there at eight o'clock at night and then went to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. So so we got there at eight o'clock at night. Wow. Uh, got into Disneyland. Uh, no, wait, got in the line at California Adventure. So not even in Disneyland, in the hotel next to not California Adventure, but uh, Grand Californian, which is attached to California Adventure. Yeah, I know which hotel you're talking about. Yeah. And so it's we're in that big. Um, That's the big wooden one, right? Right, right. The big room in the middle where Santa is. Exactly. And we're in line waiting for Santa. So we go to the bar and we get some drinks and we're going to have dinner over at the bar next to the next, you know, in the little corner there. So we do that. <laughs> and by the time we get into California Adventure... It's like 10 o'clock or like 10 to 10. What time does it close? Midnight? It closes at 10. So we go in there. Oh, jeez. And Audrey had taken the wrong turn like somewhere. <laughs> she was going to go look at some some shop or something. And then she took the wrong turn. She's calling us. And she's like, oh, okay, so I'll turn. And I took the wrong turn. 
So she gets turned back around. And by then we hear the PA system on the California Adventure side going, it, the California Adventure is now closed. Please make your way to the exits, you know? So we get in there and it's a, luckily it's a park hopper. So we go back over to the, uh, to the Disneyland side and we- And what time does Disneyland close? Disneyland closes at midnight. Midnight, okay. So we go over there, we do, do we do a ride? I think we might've done- uh, one ride or i think we did uh oh no bryce got bryce went over to do a bunch of um smugglers run which is a millennium falcon ride so he did that he did that um oh but he was gonna do it a bunch of times because when they have single rider open you can do it a bunch right you can go in and every 10 minutes you just loop it just go yeah you just start looping it well they closed single rider so he had to wait in there and he was waiting for like 45 minutes and we're like, oh, God, what? It's like midnight by the time he's done. <laughs> so we do that one ride. And then I think we got into um, we did one ride of uh, pirates. I think we did pirates once. And then we just got out of there. Oh, it's back open. Yeah, it's open. So, I mean, you know, fun. We had uh, our, our great auntie Katie Cooper with us for that. So it was great to have her there. Um, and then. We launched into a couple of things. We had uh, Ice and Trish and Mila up for pre-Christmas. So they here a couple of days before Christmas and basically just, you know, happy having Christmas and, the, and, our, and our niece. Um, and she loves the car. She loves the Tesla. <laughs> so the Tesla has a new song. So we played the new song. Uh, it does a new song, a new light show uh, to Old Anxiety. So now, so now it has two songs that it knows light shows to. Um, and then they left because they went to Jackson Hole. Ooh, wait, they showed, they weren't supposed to, we weren't supposed to talk about Jackson Hole. That's okay. Oh, you're doxing them too. <laughs> um, so they, they were doing that. Uh, and then on Christmas Day, we went over, um, with Audrey's boyfriend and his family. Oh, okay. Where do they live? They live in Burbank. Um, so we had, uh, Christmas Eve dinner with them. And then on Christmas Day, their stepdad owns a couple of restaurants in in Burbank. So we went to one of his um, Korean barbecue restaurants in Burbank. So it was nice Christmas. Oh, is he Korean? He's not. He's not. But it's like, you know, he runs a bunch of of, uh, chain, kind of chain restaurants. And he launches them and then moves on and stuff. Yeah, I got you. So that was fun. We had a lot of fun, a lot of uh, of Legos for Bryce. Um, a lot of clothes for Audrey. Wait, Bryce is still getting Lego? Still getting Lego. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted technique this time. So Oh, the te- he's going more for the engineering side of it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and he wanted to and he got a steering wheel. He got a steering wheel. Like a Technic steering wheel? No, no, he got a steering wheel for his PC. So it's a steering wheel, pedals, and a stick shift. Like for racing games and stuff. So he can he can has a clutch. He wants to learn how to drive stick shift, and this is how he thinks he's gonna learn how to drive stick. Best way he's going to do is on a PC instead of actually getting in a car. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's safer. Well, actually, you might be right because I don't know how many cars they make that with sticks anymore. Yeah. The new Z has a stick, but that's one of the one of the very few. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's that, um, and got napkins, monogram napkins <laughs> and, uh, Audrey, Audrey was the one who picked them, Exciting. but Audrey was at school when they arrived. So I took a picture of them and I sent them to Audrey and I'm like, Audrey, your napkins for mommy arrived. Great. So what does Anne do the night before on Christmas Eve? <laughs> she starts looking. She wipes her mouth with them. No, no, they're, they're wrapped and under the tree. But what does she do? She, oh. she goes into Amazon photos and she starts looking at photos and she goes what are these napkins <laughs> who, oh. who took a picture of my napkins well, and they were like what napkins are you talking about <laughs> i was like and she oh, goes that looks man. like our house it's a it's the modern way of snooping <laughs> but she wasn't even trying she was trying to find old pictures of to to post to the kids you know from christmas's past and then to christmas present oh i got you uh but it just it just happened to to spoil the surprise but like we kind of you know and audrey's laying in her bed across the house go hearing this as Anne's like what are these napkins like <laughs> she's like damn you father for taking those pictures <laughs> damn you bezos oh man yeah so i also uh this week 
starting after uh, Christmas and then moving into, well, today, but I installed a whole house water filtration system. Well, it's like got a pre-filter, charcoal filter. Supposedly it's good for like a million gallons or something. So I do the back of the envelope math. I'm like a million gallons. I'm like, that's 52 years at the rate I'm using water. <laughs> so it's like you never need to change. You need to change like the silt filter and all that. Do you have a lot of, do you have a lot of stuff in your water up there? Well, I'll find out. <laughs> But I would think so, because when I cut open the tubes to, like, make all the different connections and stuff, there was you could see silt that was in the bottom of the tubes. Oh, OK. You know, and the uh, uh, the PVC mm -hmm. piping and all that stuff on the on the supply line. Yeah. So I got all that in. I did all the PVC gluing. I did all the different. PEX connectors and such. And, you know, of course, I go to turn it on. Were you, were you huffing? You were huffing, weren't you? Yeah, I was huffing, exactly. <laughs> the purple glue. This purple glue is the best, man. I'm like, man, it's PVC glue. Dude, <laughs> the red hot blue glue. No, so... You know, you go to turn on the water and like I'm holding my breath. There's no huffing. I'm holding my breath. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no leaks, man. Like, I just don't want leaks. Sure enough, it's all on. No leaks. I start running it. You know, I start opening up like valves, you know, faucets and stuff. And the air is blowing through. And, you know, I'm cleaning out the line in the tub because that one doesn't have any filters on it. So everything works perfect. Awesome. Water's no taste, no smells, no nothing. It's just water. So I, I, I'm building a cabinet for it, like a little shed thing to keep it out of the elements. Where, where are these filters? There's on the side of the house. Okay. So I'm building a shed to keep it out of the elements. You know, the sun beats on that side of the house and, you know, just the UV and all that. So I frame it. I bolt it down to this concrete slab. I poured all this stuff. And I'm going to put siding on it, you know, like the concrete fiberboard lap siding. And they come in 12-foot lengths. And I'm like, how the <laughs> hell am I getting 12-foot mm -hmm, lengths mm -hmm. of this shit home? On your bike. Come on. And I'm thinking, like, well, I'm thinking <laughs> put it on top of the van, but then it's going to be flopping around, cracking off while I'm driving home or whatever. I put it on the bike. So I get it on the bike. It's just sitting over the top of the bike. I get a, a one by eight, I guess. Yeah, one by eight. Yeah, yeah. To keep it from, like, slop, you know, flapping around. I get it all down uh -huh. and it's all on one side of the bike on the right side of the bike. So I pick up the kickstand. Boom. Bike falls over. <laughs> oh, no. All these people are watching me at Home Depot. Right. <laughs> so I go around. I pick it up. Nobody helps. I pick it up. I put the kickstand down. I'm like, OK, now I'm ready. And I lean it like into me as I turn on the or, you know, I kick up the kickstand, balance it, hop on, ride off. Thing was a. One of the craziest things I've ridden on the bike, 12 foot lengths of this fiberboard, concrete fiberboard. Don Quixote. <laughs> Tilted at windmills <laughs> with your lance. <laughs> exactly, man. I've carried fruit trees. I've carried all kinds of crazy stuff on this bike. And this is probably one of the more insane. Uh -huh. It was one of those things where it's hanging off the front by like five feet. You know, I hit bumps. I had a little bit more over the front than the back, so I hit bumps, and then it's like, the bike's really long, you know, but I hit bumps, and next thing you know, the back end's kicking up. I'm like, whoa, and then, like, gravity brings me back down, and it was insane. <laughs> I'll put a picture on the on the website, and I put pictures up last week. Oh, nice, nice of uh, some of the the plumbing projects I had going. So yeah, I put that on the website too. But oh, good, good. But yeah, the bike with the lap siding, it was insane. So. Siding. All right, man. <laughs> so we have one trailer tonight. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Kaleidoscope. Yes. Yeah, heist movie. Oh, it's a heist series, so it's a limited series. Uh, a series, you're right. It's eight, it's eight episodes. And you shared an uh, article that's super cool that you could watch them in any order. In any order. And that was the thing that attracted me to this. This this trailer is a couple weeks old, um, and we typically try to do newer stuff here. But I just saw this come back around, you know, as offered up to me. And I just thought, yeah, this is a very interesting thing. And <laughs> it brought me back to remember the what was the thing we were you and I were watching? We were watching uh Marie Kondo, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And we thought of how crazy it was that the friend family was the first family and they're like the least sympathetic. <laughs> and like, why would you start us off with this one family? Like, and that's not even like sequential. Like you could start anywhere and it doesn't matter. You could watch right, exactly. You could do whatever. But this is interesting that, you know, like for something that is bingeable, 
you know, that doesn't really have the staying power. So maybe this is something where you binge it, you watch it a certain way. Like, and I'm trying, I know it now. It's like a choose your own adventure. It's a choose your own adventure, but how, how do you do it? How do you, you know? (laughs) Well, and how do they feed it to you? I mean, they probably feed it to you like one through eight in series. Right. You would have to know that you could do it this way. It's almost like an Easter egg in a sense. Yeah. So you go in and I guess you random, I guess I'll start with like Mr. Pink. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Why do I got to be Mr. Pink? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's better than Mr. Brown. It's like saying Mr. Shit. (laughs) Dude, it's it's smacked of Reservoir Dogs with a naming scheme. You felt Reservoir Dogs. You felt it. I mean, it's a double entendre, right? You have the naming scheme of the of the names, you know, Uh Mr. Brown, Mr. Well, not Mr. Brown, but episode Brown. And it's a heist movie. So Reservoir Dogs is a heist movie. So it was like right in that Tarantino wheelhouse. Right. And we love heist movies, so we're... So you think they're going to have numbers, but maybe they won't. Well, no, I mean, I think they're going to have numbers. Well, they're they're named by blue, violet, orange, pink, red, etc. But I think in terms of how they're going to present it to the audience, probably the title of the episode is going to be red. The color. Right. The, the, the episode name is going to be the color, my opinion. But they're going to present it as episode six. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. And it looks like they only show six colors, but it says definitely says eight episodes. But it is interesting. I, I, I you know, we'll get to fi- we'll get to find out in a couple days and it'll be out by the time this is out. Um, but yeah, I this is a new kind of uh, uh, viewing paralysis. <laughs> where I know I want to watch it. Do I watch. First? But the first time I watch it through, how do I want to watch exactly. it? Exactly. So I was thinking, I, I I thought initially just watch it backwards. Like you got to go memento a little bit and you just want to watch the whatever they consider the last episode. Oh, okay. But it would be interesting in how they serve it up to you. Like I'm sure, so the, you know that uh, I'm feeling lucky or there's, there's uh surprise me. I think you can do surprise me with Netflix okay. where they just kind of serve you up whatever they, their algorithm thinks that you would want to watch next. And they do that with any of their shows for whatever. If they had something where you went into kaleidoscope and in the, you know, episode menu screen, if it would just be like random, start me off random, play random order or something. Yeah. Play random order. And then do that. That would be very interesting. But then, you know, how do you do co? This is not a co-viewing kind of thing. Like this is very unique and it's going to be an individual experience. Right. I would assume the end of an episode's cliffhanger and the beginning of the next episode's opening, they have to write it in such a way that every ending can begins with every other opening regardless of the order so i don't know the math behind it but like how many versions of you know how many ways can you watch this what is that it's like i don't know it's eight times uh so 60 no 6400 no 640 (laughs) ways to watch it or something Isn't it eight to the eighth power or is it? No, I don't know. It's something like that. But I think it's 600 it, off the top of my head. It exponential? I don't know if anybody something? who's good at math can correct me. But <laughs> I think there's 640 ways to view this. Okay. Right? When you think, or is it 64 ways? No, I think it, it's got to be more than 64. It's got to be 640, I think. Because that's eight, eight times eight. Right. Well, whatever. You, you, would, you, could start, you could start it with eight different combinations. And then after that eight, then you have seven different combinations off of those eight, right? Something like that. And then six. So it's interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's 320 or something. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. Somebody who's good at math can do. But it's a big it's a big number of variables in how you can work your way through this viewing. I mean, whatever. So it's like the way one ends is the way the other has to begin. But it doesn't have to. You're going to have to introduce characters in each episode and then have them be the background of other episodes, right? I mean, okay, think about it like this, though. If you watch 
an episodic television show. Mm-hmm. Can't you just watch them in any order? Well, Seinfeld and true sitcoms back in the day. Yeah. We've been watching Seinfeld back to back to back. <laughs> Seinfeld, uh-huh. believe it or not, you if you don't watch it in order, you miss out on a lot of the inside jokes. Really? Okay. So Seinfeld does require you to watch it in order. I never knew that until we started doing it this way. <laughs> and it'll be like 10, 12 episodes later, and they reference back to like 10 episodes ago or something, right, or six right, episodes right. ago. And The close talker. <laughs> the close talker. Oh, pirate shirt. small talker. <laughs> the pirate. It's a fluffy shirt. But I like when it's like the close talker, the small talker. The, it doesn't even matter. But, but no, so I mean... I don't know. Well, you know what? Wait and see. Wait and see. I think I think this is this has piqued my interest. Oh, I agree with um, you. I, I I definitely feel like after give it a give it a couple weeks. You know, this comes out January first, so a couple weeks even from now, from when people are hearing this, I think there will be connoisseurs of viewing that will say like, "Ah, oh, the best way to watch this is to go yellow, red, right. green, must violet. start with." <laughs> so it's six, three, two, what? Yeah, right, exactly. But but I will, you know, like as I watch, I will have a, an opinion. On having seen something and then saying like, oh, I would have liked to have seen that before I saw that other thing. So I'm very I'm very excited on 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 second guessing all my choices here. <laughs> Are you going to keep an air table on it? <laughs> <laughs> I can color. It's color coded. So it, it's it's already it's it's primed for oh my air table. They're doing half the lifting. And it's and it's Netflix, so you know Netflix, they love Airtable over Netflix. So <laughs> I, I bet they do this on, on on that all the time. Yeah, it's it's definitely a must watch. I'm looking forward to it. And the cast. You love you love you love uh Russell's what, what's his name? Russ Sewell Sewell, what's his name? Ruf Rufus. Rufus Rufus Sewell. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he's from uh um Man in High Castle. Man in High Castle. Yeah, I told Clarissa's like, "Where do we know him from?" and I'm like, "Man in the High Castle." <laughs> you pulled that out of your ass. And then Yeah, he has a great cast. Esposito, is that his name from uh Breaking Bad? Yeah. Uh so good. So Breaking Bad and and uh the Dark uh the Dark Saber. Mm, that's right. That's right. He is. He is that. He is the in yeah, one of the Inquisitors, right? Yeah, from Mandalorian. All right, Ted, what you been watching? Well, you know, we actually got out to the theater twice this week. Get out yes. to the theater. <laughs> my, my family was dying to see Avatar, so we saw Avatar The Way of Water. Okay. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was three and a half hours long, I think. 3D or no? We did not do it 3D. We didn't even do it IMAX. We went digital. I didn't even do it 2D. But we did it uh, at eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) We went to an eight o'clock in the morning screening of this because we didn't want to burn one of our... I think we saw it on either Christmas Day or Christmas... yeah, I think it was a Christmas Day. Christmas Day at eight in the morning. No, it was Chris. It was it, it was Boxing Day eight in the morning. So it was it was twelve twenty six. The twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, the day after Christmas. You Canadians. <laughs> but we went at eight o'clock. I was like, you know, let's get out. It's like seven thirty. I'm like r- rushing the kids to get out of the house. You know, AMC. AMC. And then, yeah, so by noon, three and a half hours, but no, you know, 1130, we're done coming out of the movie theater at noon. We have the full day ahead of us. We're fine. Did you have to pee? No, I just, I didn't. I was, I was good to go. I, I just at the end of it, just at the end. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do the racehorse pee at the end, <laughs> but it was, it was great. It had. And here, here, okay. So the set, the other thing that we watched. Well, I'll talk about the. So the we went to the theater a second time, but the thing we saw at home, we saw Glass Onion, which is the Netflix sequel or not sequel. It's the in the family of Knives Out. So not so Knives Out. So I think they said that the the budget for Avatar: Way of Water is like. $350 million or $400 million. Wow. And that's what Netflix paid Ryan Johnson to produce the next two movies of Knives Out. 
So they just gave him cash. They're like, here's $450,000. Million. $450 million. Sorry. I was thinking how much money would be great to have for me. But yeah, $450 million to produce the next two Knives Out movies. And I thought it was it was interesting. I liked Glass Onion. Wasn't blown away by it. You like the original better. The original, we watched it again. We actually bought it digitally because it was kind of hard to find. So we bought that and we watched it again this week. It is hard to find. I tried to find it a few times. And- so I ended up just buying it for, I think it was on sale for like eight bucks somewhere. Uh, I think Amazon. And we watched that again and it really is so much, so much more texture to it. And this is bright and, and you know, amazing and, and well-written, but I feel like it lacks the the progression. You know what I mean? There, it, It's kind of like it feels one note in comparison to Knives Out. It's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of that. It's like, ah, we tricked you so much in Knives Out that we're going to. We're going to double, triple trick you with this one. And it's all like, it's all, it's kind of like smoke and mirrors. Oh, right, right, right. Well, Avatar, on the other hand, you know, it's been a decade and it's so much bigger, so much grander, so much more at stake, so many more parts of Pandora are explored. Obviously, the oceans of Pandora. And, you know, James Cameron, he's he loves the water. You know what I mean? Like he he has Titanic. He has the abyss. He leans heavily on his water CG effects, you know, and well, and he also has like real Titanic stuff. Right, right, right. Everything like, yeah, like it actually it builds in a way that uh, a family kind of builds like in the beginning in the in the first one, it's all about Jake Sully, you know, and him coming to terms with him wanting to be in this part of this new world. And now he's got a whole family to take care of and a whole clan to take care of and an extended family. And, you know, there's these whales and they're just, it's an amazing, it's an amazing discussion on, on a people, on a people that are more attuned to their surroundings, which the first one was kind of too, but this one really goes even deeper into that, that idea. Did they smoke as much in this one as they did in the other one? What do you mean? Smoke cigarettes. Oh no, no, not, not so much. (laughs) Wait, what are you talking about? They were smoking cigarettes like crazy in that one. In Avatar? In Avatar. In the first one? Yeah. In the first one, they were smoking cigarettes like they were, they were chimneys. Okay. I got to watch that one again. We watched Avatar a lot too. Um, that's one of Bryce's favorites, the original Avatar. So he was a little more critical of The Way of Water, but he loves it. He loved them both. Yeah. Um, and then the last movie we saw in the theater was uh, Wakanda Forever. And okay. a, a, I think it's two it's clocking at a two and a half hours. So it's another long movie. That's uh, Marvel. Marvel as well. Yeah. And I think it really, it did a great job paying homage to Chadwick Boseman. Oh, okay. Um, Black Panther passed away from cancer and, you know, he had a very, a very quiet struggle. That's a saddest story. I mean, nobody saw it coming, you know? He, he saw, he knew it was coming. He kept it so quiet and he was, and I, I love there's a story of like another actor who saw him on set and he had masseuses and he had like, and he would take time off between scenes and things like that. And the other actor quietly, just to himself, said, oh, the the stardom has gone to Chadwick Boseman's head. Like he's, you know, he's kind of like taking off between like his prima donna, right? And when he passed away, he's like, thank God I didn't say anything, but I just- That's what kept him going. How dare I think that of this great man who was just like trying to make it through the day, you know, with through chemo and all of that. Uh, but they do a great job of doing um, doing justice to that, and I really think it's it's amazing. His mother Angela Bass, well, his mother in the you know his the queen of Wakanda who takes back control when when he passes because the character they they have Black Panther pass away at the very beginning of the movie, so it kind of is the whole basis of the the movie of passing on the mantle. Okay, her performance in here has so much gravitas to it. That I'm like, this is like one of the first times I'm thinking like there should be some discussion of awards. There should be some Academy discussion of you know, they don't typically get best actor, best actress, supporting actress kind of really uh, roles out of Marvel superhero movies. But her dealing with her, her son's death in this in this place and and this whole idea of, you know, her running a country in a world that's against you. 
was 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 handled very it was it was it's a heavy topic and it's just handled very well and and she's a, a great actress to do it so the la- the last thing i'll tell you that i saw was black adam it was a good movie it was okay it's on hbo max it's the rock but i love uh sarah sarah's um i forget her last name but she's one of the actresses that every time I see her, I'm like, oh, she's one of those. I think I, sh- I showed you a picture of her last time I talked about her on the show. Um, but but I'm like, Bryce, you 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 uh, you were in judo or <laughs> you were in the judo class with her son. Remember that <laughs> when she was pregnant with the twins and I would come to every one of your classes because <laughs> and you're like, I remember that. <laughs> How about you? What have you been watching? Anything? Yeah, so we watched, well, it's kind of an older one at this point, but Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, we saw it. I watched that Christmas Day as well. Yeah, Christmas Day we watched it. <laughs> uh, the boys thought it was awesome. So, Oh, it is awesome. So good. The next day we watched the original Top Gun. Uh-huh. And what I love about both of them is the opening is pretty much identical. Uh-huh. Right, the way they show the thing strike and the guys giving the like, you know, the hand signals and <laughs> well, the hand signals, but also like the like the fuck yeah dance, oh. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing and all that stuff. And it was awesome, right? Top Gun Maverick was was really good. And so the next day, you know, so Chris, that, that was Christmas Day evening. Okay, we watched that Christmas. Well, the twenty sixth, we watched Top Gun, the original, mm-hmm. and the boys lost their minds oh my god they're licking each other (laughs) (laughs) take my breath away exactly (laughs) that one scene where they're like in bed or whatever so tim which one did you like better uh top gun mavericks way better nobody licked each other in that one (laughs) but you know they liked them both and it was funny they're like oh now i get the scene and the humor and everything about the f14 and maverick when they stole right. it to take off yeah and how he's how he could fly it so well and all this stuff and, <laughs> and you know they kind of saw the the connection because in a way we played it in reverse yeah it was fun watching both of them with the boys and man, I'll tell you though, I haven't seen Top Gun in a long time, and it brought me right back to like the '80s. It it it, it holds up though. Oh, it totally holds up, even though it holds. Even up. though like planes and stuff are older, but yeah, it's totally right there. You know, you're right in it. Yeah, the music still holds up. I mean, they're still playing Kenny Loggins in the in the new one. <laughs> you know, so what does it matter? Of course, it holds up. Did I ever tell you about? Uh, I think was it fifth grade or fourth? I was in fourth or fifth grade. When when Top Gun came out, okay, and my and my mom didn't let me see it right away because they're licking each other, right? Probably because of the one sex scene. You're right, in, oh, you were right in Tim's wheelhouse. <laughs> it probably would, yeah, it wouldn't have, yeah. I wanted to see that movie really badly, and I knew that my friends had seen it, and I and I hadn't, but I had heard, and you know, there was no internet back then, right? So you couldn't you couldn't figure things out, and all you had to do was you, you I knew some of the names of the characters. So we're in the playground and there were role playing the characters of and by call signs, right? And my friends are all like, I want to be Maverick and I want to be Iceman, right? And I had heard the word goose, right? So I was like, I want to be goose. And they all turned to me <laughs> and they they spoiled it for me before I'd even seen it. Goose died. Like, goose dies and i was like you guys are horrible what kind of friends are you guys (laughs) that was like before before the spoiler alert meme right exactly there was no there was no memes back then there was no zeitgeist (laughs) but i was just i just remember going going home to my mother saying well the movie's been ruined but i still want to see it (laughs) and even still i mean even when you watch it like it's still i mean you're right there in it yeah of course of course it's it's such a good movie and then we watched Justice League. Okay. And uh, yeah, you know, Gal Gadot, I feel like I have the truth lasso on me. <laughs> but yeah, like Jason Momoa is like, oh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she she she's looking good. Right. And uh, yeah, so Justice League was, was a lot of fun. And then last night, we were just knocking around and about, I don't know, 1030, we're like, let's go to bed. <laughs> no, we don't go to bed. We're like, let's watch Harry when Harry met Sally. 
Who was watching with Harry Met Sally? Me and Clarissa watched it last night. Okay, just you two. Okay, nice. Yeah. So no, we were. It was like ten thirty, and I'm like, and it was like right there, you know. Like uh-huh. I'm like, let's watch it. <laughs> so yeah, we put that on, and it it mostly holds up. Oh, I love it. You have to look at it through the lens of late '80s boomer divorce mentality, <laughs> right? If yeah. you can get over that, then it, it holds up. But no, it holds up though. It's it was it was funny. I love the interviews with the old people, yeah. though, you know, and, and like we both said, I hope they're real, uh, you know, because if those interviews aren't real, that then it sucks. <laughs> you know, I it was so funny because so Audrey's in an acting class on the weekend and um, this is probably like six months ago. She was she's she was told to get a scene and you have to do recordings, you know, do do. Uh, self tapes for the class. Okay. So she said we we had to do a scene. Uh, we have to do a scene, and she had gone. So every week she had to do a scene, and she had gone through four or five scenes, and she was like, "And this is from movies that have been already just whatever, whatever movies or plays or you know Shakespeare or whatever." Play- okay, sure. <laughs> you know, got you. And she was having a hard time. Not the orgasm scene. No, she was having a hard time. She was oh. having a hard time coming up with stuff like four or five weeks in. So on the fifth week, I'm like, all right. She's like, it has to be like a couple talking across each other, but not to each other. And they're flirting, but they're not flirting. And I'm like, it's the driving scene. It's a driving scene from when I met Sally. <laughs> and she's like, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it. She's never seen the movie? She's never seen the movie. And so I was like, all right. So I had to be Billy Crystal. Classic rom-com. I had to be Billy Crystal behind the off camera and she's Meg Ryan on camera. And I and we just went back and forth. And her acting class gave me compliments on my timing because I was so good in that scene. <laughs> but, so where did, I mean, are you a did you just take the dialogue from the movie or were you able to get the written dialogue that you read off of how did that work i found i found uh you know a scene like transcript and then we and then i watched it and this the transcript was a little bit off it was like a it was like a shooting script or like a you know like a written script and then i just tweaked a couple of lines where you know billy crystal kind of ad libs a little bit got you okay. so it, it's you know it's more it's more his scene than her scene you know what i mean so she really has to like play it up but but no, 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 no man can be friends with a woman, right? Who he finds attractive. Is it woman who finds attractive? Yeah, I think that's a woman. <laughs> it's yeah, just so yeah. funny. And of course. <laughs> because right. sex gets in the way. And it's so funny to play that. Yeah. So that was it's so funny scene? to play that with your daughter. And you okay. just kind of don't look over there. And you just kind of like have to just be the role, you know. <laughs> but she got, she got, she got high marks on it. And I got high marks on it as well. But that's a great movie. So it mostly holds up. No, it totally holds up. And Carrie Fisher's in it and stuff. And oh yeah, and she's actually a she was a big great punch up writer. Like she was given scripts to punch up all the time. And I think that was one of them as well. I don't think Anne's ever seen it. And I want I've asked her to watch it with me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> No, are you kidding me? She's never seen. I think she hasn't seen it. I think it's one of those things where she acts like she's seen it, and then every now and then she'll be like, "I, you know, I haven't actually seen that movie." <laughs> there's a there's a handful of them. There's a handful of them. Oh wow, dude! It was on HBO, and the funny part about it was so there was when Harry met Sally in Casablanca. And we're both sitting there and we're like, let's watch Casablanca. <laughs> and then last second, I said, you know what? Let's do When Harry Met Sally. Casablanca has some scenes that you would fall asleep the minute you turn it on. <laughs> well, exactly. But sure enough, they're watching Casablanca oh, in Harry right, Met Sally. Right. <laughs> I was like, two for one. <laughs> it's a two for one, you know. Because she hadn't seen it, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that was that was funny when when that came on, we were laughing. We're like, see, we get to watch Casablanca anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. (laughs) So that's what we got to watch and and everything. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But it's funny. The things sometimes they serve up to you that you don't necessarily plan on watching and you do. And, you know, like, I mean, I watched it like, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. Last time I've seen it. And I don't know if Clarissa's ever seen it. She might have seen it once. And we watched it. 
you know, when you watch it with your wife and stuff, it's a little bit different because it's more of a dating movie than it is a married movie. <laughs> Even though you they're married, well, he was, and then divorced, and the other ones are getting right. married, and you know, so there is marriage in there, but it's more of like it's more post marriage and pre marriage than it is during marriage. And when you're watching it with your wife, you both kind of come to the conclusion at the end of the movie, it's like. I am so glad I don't have to do that anymore. You're you're Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby. Exactly. You're in the bed together. You're like, oh, thank God we're here and not there. And then, of course, when it's over, we're like, now we got to watch City Slickers. I know, City Slickers. <laughs> it's those same two dudes. <laughs> yeah. With uh, with Stern from uh, Home Alone, right? And Jack Palance. Jack Palance. Yeah. So. <laughs> lighting, lighting, uh, matches on his face <laughs> he could pick the ice cream for the for, for any meal all right frank's and beans <laughs> scoop of chocolate scoop of vanilla don't waste my time Dude, some of those scenes are the best <sighs> All right, Ted, how, before we get out of here, how was your beer? How to finish? My beer is still kicking. Wow. You got, was that, that was what, a, a one pinter can? Yeah. Yeah. Just the same can size as yours. So it's, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mine's still kicking too. I mean, I still. As always, it warmed a little bit, a little less warm because it's not so warm out here. Um, it is, it is a, a nice chilly uh, winter evening. So I see your bundle up over there. You don't have heat in your room? Well, I just didn't turn it on because this is the guest house. Yeah, it's like when it's like uh, when a soundstage starts recording, every all the air conditioning goes off. You got to turn it off. All the- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's you know it was mellow to begin with because of the honey. Um, but you know the sharpness of the citrus mellowed out even more. So it's really just a a very sweet. You know, if you if you didn't like sweet beers, it has absolutely no bitterness to it. So. It's almost like if it didn't have alcohol, it would be like uh, a mocktail. You know, almost. <laughs> it's like the Shirley Temple of beers. <laughs> there you go. Great. You know, my beer is very similar, though. It still has that alcohol vapor to it. But as it's warmed over the past hour, chocolate covered cherries is what it's like. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Nice. You know, I said cinnamon, vanilla and so on. Uh huh. But really, it's like cherry forward almost, you know. I like that. Yeah, it's 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 very good. And, you know, when you break into a chocolate covered cherry, it has like that, like, I don't know, sugar juice or whatever that stuff is. Right, right, right. It's like a cherry. It's like a cherry liqueur, like uh... liqueur. Exactly. That's like it's not the chocolate and it's not the cherry. It's that liqueur mm, juice that nice. flows out that that the beer tastes like. It's it's extremely sweet. Let's <laughs> sweet and pleasant. <laughs> sweet and ple- yeah, it's it's it, and mellow. It's it's really mellow. I mean, thirteen and a half percent. You would never know by flavor alone. <laughs> Dangerous, dangerous beers. <laughs> dangerous. That's what I mean when I say flavor alone. Awesome. All right. What do you say we get the heck out of here? All right, man. See you next week. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Good night. Good night. Happy New Year. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.